What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of NFL Study Hall, getting into our week seven picks. But I got a huge announcement coming up. I said on Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, probably, actually, yes, it was filmed. It was recorded Wednesday morning. But earlier in the week, I said that I would give you guys a little preview of some content coming up. And here it is. I am moving on, not moving on. I am adding some additional sports in the next upcoming weeks before the semester is done to other sports going on around the world. I have had quite a few people come up to me from school asking if they could come on the podcast to talk about stuff that was not NFL related, Premier League, MLB, NBA, NCAA, maybe some other sports going on in there. But we are going to expand the market a little bit on NFL Study Hall. We are going to focus on the NFL. But for the opportunity to come on to an actual podcast, I think is great for everyone interested in learning how to use a microphone, learning how to public speak, and so so on and so forth. Or if they just want their fun school debates published, I got an opportunity for them as well. So we're going to have, and I have now four microphones that all sound fantastic here in the amazing podcast room in Pembroke Hall, Palm Beach Atlantic University, now that they they have that opportunity. So it's going to be a great experience for everyone. I'm going to be able to host a lot of these debates. And I'm, guys, I'm I'm an NFL junkie, but I am a sports junkie as well. So I'm going to have an opinion on most of these debates as well. So you're going to hear your boy talk about something else besides necessarily the NFL. So I'm really looking forward to it. Next Friday, we're going to have our first episode published of that series going on. I'm not sure which sport it's going to be. But just rest assured that you will get an announcement on what it's going to be. We're switching to not having it where I have a recap and a picks episode. We're going to do a Wednesday recap and picks episode if we're doing another sport on Friday. So it's always going to be a Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, Friday edition of the show. But if it's a week where I'm doing another sport, then we're going to do a double episode on Wednesday with the with the combination of picks and recap and then we'll do that extra sport on Friday. If I don't have another sport on Friday, we're going to do it where it's the standard recap then picks, but because I want to open up the opportunity, I'm going to try as hard as I can to have people come in here and ask me questions about the recaps, whether you know football and want to bring your input in or not, just that opportunity, have a microphone, have the headset, and be able to ask me questions about the NFL for the upcoming picks of the week, I think is a great, great, uh, just a just a route into, into the business and just experience. So I'm going to love it. I have never really been interviewed or asked questions on this show before. I've always been the one asking other people questions. So I'm loving, I'm going to love that opportunity, be able to um, be on the other side of the questions. So yeah, so the upcoming Fridays, we only have about 
eight more weeks left in the semester. So I'm hoping to fill out all eight of those weeks on Fridays to have guests on the show. And yeah, you can hear more about uh, all my friends who are here in sports broadcasting. A lot of people on campus. We have a great, great community who are going to, you're going to be able to hear about in the upcoming weeks. So looking forward to that. Definitely stay tuned in um, for next week, but we have a task at hand and that is week seven of the national football league let's get right into it we only have 13 games to go through because four more teams are on a bye and we had a great game last night with the saints and cardinals got that pick right we're off to a great start huge high scoring game cardinals haven't been able to do this all year but a two pick six games from the cardinals defense definitely helped not really much more to say on that andy dalton looked okay he finished fantastic the uh, ability to spread the field with DeAndre Hopkins worked very efficiently. He had just over 100 yards last night. Was able to give a lot of more uh, ground to the run game, to the other receivers in the passing game. So it just looked like a better offense, and the Cardinals are definitely looking a lot better. And that defense, I mean, it's hard to say because like 14 of these points came from the defense of Arizona. Saints defense technically held this team to 28 points in which they would have won the game had that been the case. So um, Saints offense finally pulled through at the end. Their defense definitely given up still too many points. But let's dive into the Sunday slate. Atlanta Falcons versus Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I have loved what the Atlanta Falcons have done so far, and the Cincinnati Bengals have gotten their wins. Um, a few blowouts, but mainly it's just been like by the hair of their chinny-chin-chin uh, last week they came back against the Saints. This week, they're playing another NFC South opponent. And as much as I want to take the upset in Atlanta, I've got to go with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow at the end of the day. Atlanta still is working through the growing pains of getting a solid core team together around Marcus Mariota. But he still is just unable to get that passing game going. And I don't think a full run game is going to work against at, uh, or against Cincinnati. I just think this offense... Is t- has too much potential in it, and Atlanta's defense has shown that they can allow too many yards. This game is also in Cincinnati, and is a tough place to go and win. I'm taking the Bengals. Even though I am giving the opportunity of an upset, I am ultimately picking the Bengals 32-28. to 28. Another situation very similar is the Detroit Lions versus the Dallas Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys have done fantastic this year on the defensive side. They're the third best team in the NFL when it comes to points allowed per game. Detroit's offense has also been explosive. At least they started the year like that. They have faltered midway through the season, but their defense is just allowing way too many points. So as much as I like Detroit's offense, and I don't like Dallas's offense, even though Dak is coming back. And Dak is a huge storyline. Like the fact that we're going to see Dallas with their full team together after have gone four and one underneath Cooper Rush to get Dak back to see where this team is to play at home against the worst defense in the NFL. They should put up a boatload of points, but I don't trust the man that much. I think Detroit is going to surprise a lot of people in this game. I'm going to take Dallas because I think that is the smart, safe pick. But I'm going to say is a one-score, low-scoring game, 23-17. to 17. Expect Dallas's defense to step up once again, but ex- 
accept or expect Dallas to stumble a little bit with their franchise quarterback coming in after missing five weeks. Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans. This game is in Tennessee. Tennessee is favored by two and a half points. And we talked about this earlier in the season because I believe these two teams played already. Even though the roster may favor Indianapolis, the game favors Tennessee, especially a game in Tennessee. Tennessee has won their last five of, I think, five of the last six matchups. They have just, once Derrick Henry hit his peak, this is the team to beat in the AFC South. I think Derrick Henry does what he does again. Indianapolis has put way too much pressure on Matt Ryan this year. It's like they don't even know how to use Jonathan Taylor, even if he is healthy. I don't like how much, like Matt Ryan had to take on the team of the Falcons and he failed. Now he's having to take on the team of the Indianapolis Colts and he's still failing. Even though both teams have three wins under their belt, Tennessee is coming off a bye, while Indianapolis just played a really tough game against the Jacksonville or Jacksonville Jaguars. I think all this points towards Tennessee. Still a close game, 27-24, to but it's got to go to the Titans. Now, we got two games coming up that are very easy to predict, but are going to be huge statement games as well. The first is the Green Bay Packers versus the Washington football team. One of the worst teams in the NFL in Washington. They've got they've got no real identity, in my opinion. Carson Wentz has not looked good. This defense has allowed way too many points. But the Green Bay Packers don't look spectacular as well. They're coming off of two straight losses to the two New York teams. One of them was in London, and the other one was at home. This team needs a win more desperately than about any other team in the NFL right now to stay in the race of the division and stay in the race of the NFC in general. And I think Aaron Rodgers steps up and does it. I don't. I cannot believe that Aaron Rodgers is going to let the Washington Commanders walk over him on at their own home turf in Washington. I just... He has let too many bad teams beat him this year, or what we thought were bad teams beat him this year, that I think his dignity and pride is going to... Now, the receivers have to do something in return, but ultimately, Rodgers himself, I think, is going to get them this W. Big blowout win in Washington for the Packers, 35-13. to Similar situation, Tampa Bay Buccaneers facing off against division rival Carolina Panthers. Big news for Carolina, trading Christian McCaffrey for three draft picks in this next year's draft and a fifth rounder in the following year. I'm going to get to that uh, trade when we talk about the San Francisco 49ers, the said team he went to. But for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now, they are going to play a ridiculously easy team with no weapons and no quarterback on the road. And Tampa Bay just came off a huge loss against Pittsburgh. Now, they are tied for their division lead right now at 3-3 three and three with the Atlanta Falcons. And if the Falcons lose, Tampa Bay has a really good chance to get up in their division. This is also a good chance for Tom Brady to relax. Stop tensing up. We saw the clip last week of him screaming at his offensive line. The man needs just to relax and play his game. Get Mike Evans the ball. Get Chris Godwin the ball. Run the football. Pound the ball. Get some points. Carolina, your defense is going to take care of Carolina's offense. Slow it down. Go to fundamentals. And I think that will be the key for them in this game. 
28 to 18. Solid victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting back to basic football. Maybe not huge stat lines, but I think it's going to get spread all across the field on this highly weaponized Tampa Bay offense. I'll take the Bucs in an easy win. New York Giants versus Jacksonville Jaguars. The Giants are huge favorites in this game. I love what their defense is doing. I love how Saquon Barkley is back. This NFL league needed a Saquon Barkley back. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are coming off a bunch of bad losses to the Houston Texans, to the Indianapolis Colts. Even though they started the year hot with a big win over the Los Angeles Chargers, I am going to take Giants. Okay, I... I think they are the better team, but I have seen Jacksonville surprise us. So I'm going to make it a close game in Jacksonville, 24 to 23. If Daniel Jones keeps turning the ball over and if there's a few fumbles, this could go Jacksonville's way. But I think that that front seven from the Giants is going to push Trevor Lawrence enough to make mistakes on his end more costly than the mistakes that might come from New York's end. Give me the Giants to go 6-1, 24-23. Cleveland Browns versus the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens coming off a huge loss again to the New York Giants. All three of their losses this year have been blown leads in the fourth quarter. Now, this is a rivalry that goes back a long time. We have seen some ridiculous shootouts go down when Baker Mayfield was still in Cleveland. Lamar Jackson was getting his start. Both these guys were drafted in the first round of the 2018 NFL Draft. It was a lot of fun to see. Now, Baker's gone. I Yeah, this is the first time these two teams have met this year. Nick Chubb is careering it this year. Lamar Jackson is making an MVP uh, caliber type season, making his case for the MVP. It's going to be two star-studded offenses with okay defenses and some choke job defenses. I think it's going to be another shootout, maybe not as big as previous years because the receiving core is definitely hurt on both ends. 30-25. to 25. I think the Ravens are going to get off to another really hot start and force Jacoby Brissett to throw the ball in the end. And I think this is the one of the weaker quarterbacks they've seen. Jacoby Rousset is not going to get the job done. I'm going to take Baltimore in their home turf, 30-25, um, and stay with the Cincinnati Bengals atop the division. New York Jets versus the Denver Broncos. Uh, this is Jets all day. Now, like the Denver, the Denver Broncos could pull off the upset, but if they weren't averaging less if they weren't averaging less than 17 points a game this year, I would feel more confident about it. I mean, this defense is great. They're fourth in the NFL in points allowed per game, but they're dead last in points scored per game. And the New York Jets have shown they have a formidable offense. This defense can go or for sorry, flip that around. Formidable defense and this offense can score them their points when they want them to. Now, bigger storyline in this one is that Elijah Moore is not on the Jets anymore. He has requested a trade. I forget if they released him or not, but like it, Elijah Moore is not going to be on that team for very much longer. So they're going to lose, arguably, their number one wide receiver. Brees Hall is still going to be there in the backfield. 
and I think their defense is just going to stuff Russell Wilson once again. I'm taking the Giants in a low-scoring, gritty defensive battle, 23-16. to A lot of stuff that we've seen from Denver's offense, the same thing happening again. And I think the Jets, possibly even a defensive touchdown, is going to be the difference for the Jets to win this game. But I, I do think the Jets get to 5-2 and two in Week 7. Now the Houston Texans versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Two teams coming off a bye. The Raiders... Not looking too hot this year. I think they're sitting at two and three or one and four, something like that, man. It's it's been bad for I think no, they are one and four. The Texans are one, three, and one. Technically, technically, the Texans have a better record than the Las Vegas Raiders. Don't ask me how that's possible. I had the Raiders going to the divisional round of the playoffs this year, but you know, we're gonna take what we got. However, I think the streak for the Tex I think that is going to highly change. In week seven, I'm taking the Raiders in this one. Listen, we know this is still a good offense. There are weapons on defense. Even though they have not shown themselves yet this year, we know they're there. They put up a beautiful fight against the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football last week. The Houston Texans have done terrible on offense outside of Damian Pierce, who looks like the start of a decent, good offense for the Texans in years to come if they can hold on to him. I feel like everyone who gets to Houston is wanting to leave the next second they get there. But that might be the new Car- that might be the Carolina Panthers now. Who knows? But the, the Houston Texans, they've had a solid defense. They're averaging less than 20 points allowed per game, but they're barely over 17 points scored per game, and that's just not going to get you the job done. This game is in Las Vegas. Don't know how much of the difference that'll make, but I I still don't see Las Vegas losing this one with the weapons on offense. Josh Jacobs is having a great year. I think he's like third in yards scored or yards rushed this year. Um, Devontae Adams is still there. He put up two touchdowns two weeks ago. I mean, I think this is going to go Las Vegas' way. I'm going to say 28-24. I still think that defense comes around in the end for Houston to make this a one-score game. 28-24 in favor of the Raiders. Seattle versus the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, as confident as I am about the Chargers, as I should be about the Chargers this week, is how confident I was about them in the Chargers on week three when the Chargers are week two. Three? I'm getting my weeks confused. When the Jacksonville Jaguars absolutely blew the Chargers out of the water in their home stadium, I think Seattle has potential to do this. Listen, Geno Smith is being graded as one of the best quarterbacks in the year so far. Their defense has allowed a lot of points, but they've got a very, very highly offensive uh, offense. They are averaging more points per game than the Los Angeles Chargers. They're allowing more, or they're scoring more and allowing more, but it's only by a little bit. See, ESPN and whoever they're using for their uh, for their betting picks, has the Chargers favored by five points. If you take how many t- how many points they've scored and compare it to how many points they've allowed, the Chargers should technically only be favored by about a point and a half to two points in this one if history could repeat itself. And that's what I'm going to give the Los Angeles Chargers. 28 to 27. I think that the Seattle Seahawks are going to surprise a lot of people by coming out and winning this game. Listen, JC Jackson is just doing awful this year compared to the JC Jackson that we know. This secondary is not as good as we thought it would. Khalil Mack is doing fine, but 
if Geno Smith can get his get the ball out of his hand early to his tight ends, to his to DK Metcalf, not sure if he's going to have Tyler Lockett yet. He's still questionable. But if he gets out of his hand early, Kenneth Walker the third had a great or the second had a great game last week. Then I think they can score some points against the Chargers. But I do think this is going to go the Chargers' way. Lawson Eckler is having a phenomenal season. He's able to do it on both sides of the ball. Justin Herbert has not been turning the ball over that much. I think the Chargers ultimately win. I'm not picking the upset here. Give me LA 28-27. Kansas City Chiefs, San Francisco 49ers. Now, this is where we talk about Christian McCaffrey here. So, McCaffrey added to an offense with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and George Kittle is probably the most stacked, skilled position in all of football right now. McCaffrey, Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle is the best group of running back, wide receivers, and tight end in the NFL. Their one problem is that they've got Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo leading the way. I think that's going to hurt them definitely a little bit. Their defense has allowed the second most amount of points, or sorry, the second least amount of, their number two in the NFL when it comes to a scoring defense. But it's the Kansas City Chiefs we're talking about here. It's the Kansas City Chiefs led by Patrick Mahomes. I cannot, in good faith, take the Chiefs at this moment. Listen, Christian McCaffrey just got in there today on Friday. He is not going to be 100% ready to work with this offense by Sunday. He might get a few touches. And he might be able to get a good get a few looks and get working with the offense. But to say that he is going to have a major impact this game, I think, is a hard overstatement. The Chiefs are coming off a solid loss to the Buffalo Bills and are ready to get back in the winner's circle. They know this team in the San Francisco 49ers. They know how this defense works. I think they're going to be able to spread the ball out, take advantage of it. Gritty game again, 27-20 to 20 is my score. But even though San Francisco's got a great offense, I don't think they've played enough good offensive teams to show us what the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do to them. I'm taking the Chiefs 27-20. Sunday night football, Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Miami Dolphins. I am excited to see what Tua can do. I'm not terribly excited to see that Tua is in the game. When I first saw the injury, I think I might have even said on this podcast that I want him to wait at least 10 weeks. Then I kind of thought about it again. Maybe he should come back at week 10. It's week 7, and he's coming back. I think it's too soon. I think Pittsburgh is a team you can win against without my without Tua Tungavailoa, I think Skylar Thompson, not Teddy Bridgewater. I think Skylar Thompson is a good enough quarterback to get you this win on Sunday Night Football. But if everything is true and Tua is ready to play again, then this should be one of the easier wins for Miami this year. This is going to now you're going to change up your offensive style a little bit. You're not going to try to force Tua to throw the ball downfield. You're going to get into like the Kansas City style dip and dunk type of place. Get Jalen Waddle back to what he used to do in Alabama, slant and go. Get Tyreek Hill known for what he's best at, slant and goes. Get Mike Gesicki the ball in the red zone. Run the football on third and once. 
give the least amount of opportunities for Tua to get hurt, and this offense should still explode. We'll see who gets to play for Pittsburgh, whether it's Chubisky or Pickett. Not sure um, at this point. Either way, Najee Harris hasn't done a ton this year. Their defense is okay at best. Their quarterbacks, both of them, have not played great. Miami's front four is phenomenal. Like they are, they do not get enough credit right now because their secondary has kind of been slacking off a little bit. But they are getting pressure after pressure after pressure. And I'm going to love what they do against Pittsburgh on Sunday night. Give me the Dolphins to get back in the winner's circle, breaking their three-game losing streak, 32-21. to And the last one we don't need to talk about that too much, Chicago Bears versus New England Patriots on Sunday night football. Um, it was supposed to be a matchup between two first-round draft, drafted quarterbacks in the 2021 NFL Draft. In Fields and Jones, it's actually going to be Fields and Zappi, which I think is going to be equally as exciting. New England's defense has come alive recently, and they've been able to shut down some teams. I'm easily taking New England against a horrible Chicago offense, 20-7. to I don't call a lot of single-digit scores, but this one I truly, in New England on primetime, I don't think Chicago's going to go anywhere against Bill Belichick's defense 20 to 7 in favor of the Patriots starting to make a small run at the AFC wildcard spots well thank you guys so much for tuning in today again please please check in on social media and on the podcast next week as I announce who is going to be our first outside series of guests coming in and talk about other sports we're opening up the podcast if you want to talk let's talk DM me tweet me whatever you need to do but we're opening up the spectrum here on NFL Study Hall. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Peace out.